Do you always think you know what your partner's thinking or you think you know what they mean when they say things? Assumptions can be really problematic in relationships and that's what we're going to be exploring in today's Relationship Maze podcast episode. If you have any ideas of subjects you'd like us to discuss in future episodes, please email us at info at therelationshipmaze.com and head over to the relationshipmaze.com website where you can take our free online conflict style quiz. Welcome to today's podcast and today we're talking about assumptions. Yes. So what uh, are assumptions? Well, it's a sort of it's a certain belief that something is the truth, right? Is that what an assumption is? An underlying belief about a, a situation uh, that you think is true. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I assumed you'd have known that to <laughs> introduce to the podcast. No. So, yeah, so assumptions are those things that basically run in, in almost in our, at an unconscious level in our minds, like those things that are like the fabric of our reality, that mm. the way we experience the world, and we assume that everyone experiences it in a similar way. Mm. So it's sort of things where we, we mind-read our partner. Like, mm. you know, if our partner doesn't... Uh, if our partner come home comes home late from work, um, you know, to one person, we're going to assume that that means that they don't care about us because mm. maybe they haven't contacted us, mm. whereas maybe they just got delayed in traffic. We start to, it's a bit like mind reading. Mm. So that's how we kind of experience it in mm. relationships is where someone does something or they say something and we automatically assume that it means something, maybe something very different from what it does. Yeah, so it's we're inferring, aren't we, with assumptions. And I think to some extent we have to uh, have certain inferences uh, because we have to make certain predictions about the future, don't we? So if we learn, for example, that... Um, we stand at a bus stop, then we're more likely to catch a bus. There is a rightful assumption that if we wait at the bus stop, that hopefully the bus will come. Well, in London, it doesn't always, but that's an underlying assumption, yeah? Or that we learn to make certain predictions about events. And, uh, and of course, we have to, because otherwise we would be wandering through the world every day with open eyes, having to learn anything, of, anything and everything afresh, so they serve a purpose, assumptions, don't they? But they're also very problematic. Yeah, so we could think of assumptions as being like generalizations we make about the world, well, mm. about ourselves, about other people, and mm. about the world in general. Mm. And like you said, we need some of these in some ways because we have to have some sort of understanding of how we think things will work. Otherwise, when it's going to be difficult getting anything done. Mm. So we know that if somebody smiles at us, it probably means that they like us mm. or they're kind of being friendly. Mm. Or, you know, in, 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 in many countries, we shake hands to greet somebody. So there's that assumption that that is the way we greet people. Mm. But if we go to other countries, for example, in Japan, where you'd bow instead of shaking hands, you know, that assumption wouldn't hold true as a method mm. of greeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so assumptions are, of course, sort of like running through our relational interactions constantly. And we have a million assumptions about that are related to relationships in general. Relational assumptions, I call them now. Um, I've just made this up. Um, so that, that tell us about interactions, that tell us about behavior patterns, that tell us about the sort of schema, so to speak, um, you know, the formulas of life. 
if this happens over here, then this happens there as a consequence, then and so on and so forth. It's a sort of sequence. Um, and because most of the time, <clears throat> most of the time, um, these assumptions are not conscious, they're not held in our consciousness, unless we bring them into awareness and, uh, for example, as part of our decision-making, we might actually weigh up whether our assumptions always serve as well or not. So we might make... Uh, we might take some conscious steps to look at our assumptions, but a lot of the time we don't. Yeah, they just run and run and run and run. Yeah, and and that could be problematic. So let's just look at a couple of examples first of all. So, mm. for example, if you're single and dating, an assumption might be if you've been out on a date and the other person likes you, then they text you within like half a day to ask you out again or just to say that that was a good date. Mm -hmm. So that might be an underlying assumption. Mm -hmm. Now, when somebody doesn't, your automatic thought might be, well, that person's a bit rude or that person clearly isn't interested in me. Mm -hmm. So you might either feel angry or you could feel sad thinking, well, there must be something about me if people aren't mm -hmm. interested in me. Mm -hmm. And if they then subsequently send you a message 24 hours later, for some people, if that assumption was people will message you within a short time if they care about you even if that message is lovely you're still going to think well well this i'm not going to see this person again because this person clearly doesn't respect me mm. so it can lead to a huge pattern of feeling bad and it's similar in mm. relationships i mean you I'm, I'm sure you can think of these assumptions in couples mm. what might be an example yeah of i was just saying yeah that um that if i for example that if i uh do a nice gesture for you uh, I, I cook a nice meal for you, etc., then you have to be really grateful for that. That might be an underlying assumption. Um, it's not a very good one I can think of. Can well, you no, think of a better one? Can you think well, of a better example? Well, well, let's look at this, because I think this is a good mm. example. So mm. within this, the assumptions are mm. that what is a nice meal? Mm -hmm. So you have in your mind what mm. is a nice meal. Yeah. That's an assumption, yeah. what is nice. Yeah. And is that based on you or the other person? Good point. Also in terms of the assumption that that's something somebody's going to like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it may be that, you know, for you, when somebody cooks you a nice meal, that might make you feel great. Mm -hmm. So underlying is that assumption, well, it make this person feel nice. Mm -hmm. Whereas if the other person is on a diet, for example, and you cook them a nice meal, it might be that they're thinking, are you trying to make me fat? Are you trying to make me feel bad about myself? Because <laughs> then that assumption is very different. Yes. So we have all of these different kind of beliefs, all these different things that are running behind. Yeah. And this can cause a problem because in relationships, it means that we can close off. Mm. It means we're not open. Mm. Because it immediately means that when some our partner does something or says something, we assume that we know why they're doing it. Mm. And sometimes it's correct. But a lot of the time it isn't. Yeah, and I think what ties into this is the idea of, an, it, it leads to an interpretation, doesn't it? So if we come back to the, the meal cooking, for example, the uh, assumption might be your partner doesn't, if your partner doesn't say, well, that was a wonderful meal, thank you very much for taking the time to cook this, etc., etc., then um, the assumption, the underlying assumption might be my partner doesn't care for me. So it can kind of, travel down deeper so you can kind of it can spiral to these deeper levels of um, feeling accepted feeling loved feeling cared for etc um, and it can then escalate this kind of situation can then very often escalate into an argument where you don't care for me you're not interested in me um, 
you know, you don't love me anymore. So that might kind of play out as a result of a seemingly innocent uh, or, or un, you know, sort of not, not important remark that your partner makes or doesn't make. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a silly sort of way of phrasing it or breaking down the word assume because mm-hmm. if when you break it down I, I heard one somebody once say when when you make assumptions about me you make an ass out of me which the words within well breaking down the word yeah, assume. assume but at some level there is is it that, that that's kind of true is that you know when we assume about people we're not really thinking about them we're just thinking about what well, we're, we're just acting mm-hmm. from ourselves mm-hmm. so in terms of really caring really loving it's about becoming aware of what our assumptions are, mm-hmm. which are very difficult to be aware of because, you know, it's the way we experience the world. Mm. It's yeah. our lens, so to speak, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And really, like you said, every, everything that we say or do has an assumption within mm-hmm. it at mm-hmm. some level. Mm-hmm. But I think we did an earlier podcast on expectations. And there are some similarities, I think, between expectations and assumptions um, because both of them involve a level of belief. Mm-hmm. But I think expectations is more about belief about or ex- what somebody will do or what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas assumptions are how we take meaning from things right at this moment. Mm. So it's like what things mean. Mm. Yeah, and it's completely unquestioned, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. So you don't even think about uh, uh, a, a set. It's a set of rules, so to speak, as well. As, uh, rules, predictions, etc., that are unquestioned, that are, that are not part of your general awareness because they're, as I say, because they're always running in the background. Um, so they're very difficult to detect sometimes. It's quite difficult to detect that, oh, actually, I am uh, really making a big assumption here uh, that the person opposite me thinks and feels and reacts in exactly the same way as I do. Um, and it's almost like sometimes it's so puzzling, isn't it? It's so difficult to understand why do you not think like me? Why do you have this completely different response to a certain situation? Uh, can you not see? There's this frustration often. Can you not see that uh, this is really frustrating for me? Because your underlying assumption is that your partner has exactly the same perspective uh, as you do. And it's so very hard uh, to understand that this is not the case. There is always this gulf between you, uh, a a gulf that needs to be bridged ultimately Uh, and very often it needs to be bridged because these assumptions need to be brought into awareness for both of you yes and and we can see assumptions i mean one example of where i see some assumptions that i think are quite bizarre are like sometimes when you read reviews online yeah, that's um, like I read one about um, a sort of bed and breakfast on something like Airbnb. I can't remember what the company was, and and it was I can't. It was something that seemed to me so trivial, uh, where they said, "Well, yes, the the flat was very nice, but they didn't even leave a bottle of wine to welcome us." Yeah. And so they gave like two stars, and it's something that you think, "Well, why would somebody to me? Why would somebody leave that?" Mm. But if somebody's so used to that, mm. then they think, "Well, when they don't have it." then something is lacking. Mm-hmm. And and to some level as well, I suppose the more that we've been used to certain things in the past uh, gives that sense when we don't have them that the other person is doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't fit our schema. It doesn't, it doesn't fit our prediction. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't fit our learning um, about how the world works. Yeah. 
And it also is sort of, it ties into, because these assumptions are also um, tying into emotional experiences, don't they? So it's this emotional, this sense of, um, oh, I'm feeling really hurt here because uh, you are not doing what I want you to do. You're not, um, you're not understanding that, um, you're not understanding me. You're not stepping into my shoes, into my world. And that's really quite uh, difficult to do a lot of the time, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, it can be really, really difficult to do that. Mm. Um, and sometimes when I've worked with people and you suddenly get them to explore what's some, what, some, what their partner said, what else it could mean, mm. and they suddenly realise that actually maybe there's something else going on there. It's like a light suddenly goes on. Mm. It's like, you know, the, their partner, um, their partner kind of, not picking them up from the train station or whatever it happens to be mm. wasn't about them not caring. It was about something very different. So mm. it's that assumptions, you know, assumptions are really key. So, mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. So a lot of the time, I think, um, in situations, in communication, uh, in situations with couples where they communicate about something and one partner gets really all of a sudden flies off the handle and says, well, this is really out of order, what you just said there, that's really offensive to me. Very often the, the communication needs to be almost slowed down and broken down to, um, to identify what was it, what was the very particular thing here that I said that led you to believe um, that I was trying to say something that was hurtful or damaging to you. It's kind of slowing it down, breaking it down and establishing what was the underlying assumption here, what led you to believe that... Um, that there was a particular intention that uh, might not have been your intention, for example. Yes, and maybe thinking as well. And this this is something that, uh, again, I'd just see whether you agree with or not, but mm. it's, we could say that nothing in and of itself has any meaning in it apart from the meaning that we give to it. Absolutely. So we attribute meaning to things. Mm. So with other people's behaviour with their actions, with what they say, even just things that happen, we attribute meaning to them. Mm. You know, we might see ourselves as lucky or unlucky. We attribute meaning because certain things happen. We see these things and we assume, well, you know, I, I've, I've experienced this with people where they say, well, they're just unlucky mm. because they assume when something goes wrong, it's because of that bad luck, which goes to an earlier belief. Mm. But I think I think this, you know, this, this is really important. I remember that... Um, there was once uh, a time when, when my mum was very old and had dementia and was quite unwell. And I remember she was going to the underground station and she was going into the lift, which I think in America is called the elevator, I think. Uh, so she was going in there and there were a few people in there, but she was so, you know, she, she wasn't able to think very coherently. And she was so worried about missing the lift. She went in and pushed into people and... People were thinking, you know, kind of someone said, oh, it's just so rude. Mm. Not realising that this is somebody who, you know, mm. basically is mm. not able Wasn't to well. think coherently, who has yeah. dementia, who, yeah. you know, even had problems physically. So mm. suddenly when you realise that, it becomes very, very different. Mm. So it's thinking, you know, break, trying to break down what the person said, what they did, what were the specific behaviours? Mm. And thinking, what did you make it mean? What does that mean to you? What could it mean to somebody else? Mm -hmm. you know, what could be other reasons that they're there? Yeah, and you need to clarify, don't you? I think a lot of the time uh, you can only work that out if you take the time to clarify with your partner. 
Uh, hang on, when you just said that there, that that thing that really was quite painful or hurtful for me, was that really your intention? Or what were you trying to say here? Or, you know, wh where did this come from? And you can only do that a lot of the time by actually actively practicing with your partner uh, your listening skills. This is so hard. I mean, one of the things I always practice with couples in the first few sessions is um, to get them to just listen to what their partner has said, to just repeat what their partner has said. And most of the time, most couples can't do it. They can't. They jump in immediately. Either they get defensive or they interpret. They don't actually reflect back what they heard their partner say. They already interpret what their partner has said. So they're already sort of tapping into their underlying assumptions. Um, and what I practice with couples then is to uh, is to really just hear what's being said, what's being said in terms of content, what's being said in terms of emotional content as well, what's finding expression here, to just really try to experience um, the world through the experience of their partner as best as they can, um, is very challenging. It's something that needs a lot of practice. Um, but that's the only way, really, to um, to break this down, as I say, to kind of slow down the interaction a little bit um, into its components almost, to kind of really try to take in what is being said by the other person before automatically bringing in your own experiences. So yes. hard. Yes, and in the heat of the moment, yeah. we often just react. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also being aware that, you know, that reaction, that instant reaction, trying to break that down. So knowing mm. that between the trigger and our response is is a gap that we can we can do something with. But that takes a lot of practice. And mm. um, you can also you can do this yourself. And I'd say that a great thing to do is even after this podcast or right now, take out a pen and paper and think about a time recently when something happened, maybe somebody did something or said something, and it made you feel a way you didn't want to feel, like angry or upset. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, it could even be driving is a classic example. You're driving along, somebody cuts in front of you, and you feel really angry. And then thinking, well, what does that mean? You know, what was I thinking about this other person? Like, you know, they're so rude, they're aggressive, they're a criminal, whatever it happens to be that went through mm -hmm. our minds, thinking, mm -hmm. what is the meaning that I took from that? Mm -hmm. And then starting to think, okay, well, what else could this mean? Mm -hmm. What what else could it be? For example, you know, maybe they were in the long lane, long can't speak of it, but wrong, the wrong, the lane. wrong lane, and they just cut mm -hmm. in because they were, you know, they were confused or they were lost or, mm -hmm. you know, they're from, you know, they're traveling from uh, somewhere else and they were just... They were anxious and panicky, realised they were stuck and mm. just pushed in because in a state of anxiety. Mm, and, and of course, sometimes it may be because they're, you know, the other person is being aggressive, mm. but sometimes it isn't. Yeah. And I think the key thing is the assumptions that you have behind it lead to you feeling a certain way that will have an impact on your responses and your behaviour. So by changing or being aware mm. of the different possibilities of meaning, mm. it doesn't mean you have to believe one in particular, but we open up to maybe we don't have to respond like that. Because thinking, does the response you have at the moment to certain actions, behaviours or things that people say, does it serve you? Mm. Is it useful? Is it useful to you? Is it useful to others? Mm.
Yeah, and I think assumptions are also, um, if we look at it, because uh, assumptions is uh, that's a term uh, that's often explored in in cognitive behavioral therapy. They are working a lot with assumptions. Uh, assumptions are almost like a bit of a, a, a thread that you can use in the labyrinth that takes you to um, your under underlying what is called core beliefs in CBT. Um, what are the underlying structures in your thinking, your underlying uh, belief systems, so to speak? And they might lead you, for example, if you are very readily uh, feeling attacked by your partner or feel like your partner is not valuing very you very much, if that's the underlying assumption, this might actually be a sort of thread that takes you to your core belief that you are not lovable or that you are unworthy. So this might also um, highlight that there is an area he here for you that might need exploring, um, a core wounding that you have that uh, might need be, and might need to be addressed. That's really it's your stuff, so to speak, not your partner's material that needs addressing here. So it can be um, your assumptions give you a, a cue, so to speak, um, to to belief systems, really deep seated and deep held belief systems that you have about yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, of course, there are times when if the part if our partner is constantly sort of putting us down or sure. attacking us, then that, that needs to be treated. It's yeah. not just us. But I think, you know, when there's times where we feel attacked, it's mm. been noticing, well, would somebody else feel us in this way as well? Mm. Um, and if if it seems to be more our reaction, again, to get to those beliefs, we start to explore, well, when when I feel attacked by someone or when someone when I experience someone attacking me, that means to me we explore what does that mean to you mm. when you start to explore what that means to you that can help you get to some of those core beliefs yeah and also sort of core negative beliefs that you hold about um your partner often um kind of identify it what is it that i'm really really worried about here what are my core negative beliefs about my partner uh is there for example a real fear that you hold that your partner is not loving you enough for example, that might be one. Is there a deep-seated uh, worry or anxiety that you have? And are these assumptions kind of like, if that's your underlying core belief, this will feed into your assumptions about your partner and your in interpretations about your partner. And therefore, you're more likely to automatically jump to a particular conclusion, a negative conclusion, so to speak, about your partner's intentions. So... Um, I think it's also really helpful to maybe write down, note down what is it, what is it that I'm really worried about? What are my my greatest fears about my partner? So we've talked about previously in previous podcasts about what are your your kind of hopes, your desires, what do you you know, what do you seek in a partner? Um, but at the same time, it might be really relevant also to think about what is it that what I'm most uh, scared of um, in this relationship? What am I most scared of? not getting from my partner or ex what am I most scared of experiencing with my partner um, that will give you some sense of what what your kind of fears are yeah absolutely and 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 also in terms of you know dating I suppose thinking about what what are your biggest fears about dating what are some of the experiences where you haven't felt things have gone right mm -hmm. on dates or afterwards or when you felt kind of angry upset or not respected what are those things that where you felt that way? Mm. What has the person done? What have they said? Mm. And start thinking, does this really mean this? Or is this about something that I'm carrying forwards from my past? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's the it's kind of related to what we talked about in the previous podcast about unfinished business from the past. Mm. Yeah, what is it that is still alive for you very much now in the present, and is this something that serves you well, or is it something that needs to be challenged? Yeah, great. Well, I think we we'll leave it at that to say. So please tune in again. Next week, please press subscribe and recommend our podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take good care until then. Bye.